Thank you for your presence. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house today with one another, with the body of Christ, Lord. We want to worship you in spirit and truth. We thank you for your name, for the power of your name and the power of your blood. We bless your name, Jesus. Praise God. Let's worship the Lord. Amen.
thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. We love you, Jesus.
on their, their level, okay? And when a child can be in a Sunday school atmosphere and learn about God and do something with their hands that reinforces that lesson and that scripture that's being taught, when they come into the sanctuary and hear your pastor preach, it reconfirms what they're learning. Amen. They're hearing it in Sunday school, in their own space, and then they're coming in and they're seeing you respond to the word and they're hearing the word go forth in power. Amen. Amen. And so we are excited to get that starting. I, like I said, it's a soft launch. We're going to start with once a month. But I want to encourage you all with young children, our young families, our new families. This is vital. So whatever sacrifices we have to make, if we have to get up a little earlier, we need to make that. We need to do that because it is so important. Your, your child's life will be changed by this investment. Amen. And we will have all the way from the younger ages up. It's going to take us a while to get back to full speed. We're going to be building teams, but we are excited about this. We know it's, it's time. Amen. And so we are excited. So be praying about that um, and just let the Lord talk to you about what needs to happen to make that possible. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Pastors. As you can see, we've reset the mics.
But the only time I ever get a migraine is on a Sunday morning. And uh, this one sent me for a loop this morning. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. But this is an I Love My Church Sunday. And, uh, yeah, that's okay. and I am so honored to be asked by God to lead this church. This is an amazing group of people. And so it's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm asking uh, Bradley Jones and Owen to come at this time. They're going to share a word of testimony. And then after that, we've got about a 15 minute video that of some different people that we video um, that we want to share with, with you today as well. So praise God. Come on all the way up. This is Bradley Jones. God's called me to break that curse. So about 15 months ago, I made a decision to better my life and I entered the Salvation Army Rehabilitation Center. And in that time, I met Dave Johnson. In that time, I've entered ministry. I've uh, started going out and doing outreach with him, starting to help others better their lives. Try to bring people to the Lord. So during this time, I realized that what I was doing was, see, I never thought I was good enough. That's why I used. That's why I drank. That's why I smoked weed. And eventually, that's why I started doing that. I never thought I was good enough for anybody, but I felt like I fit in with that crowd once I started doing those things. So once I, once I found my way to the Salvation Army, I, I found my family. I found my brotherhood. Now, I, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Catholic family. My grandma used to take us to church all the time. I was baptized Catholic. And, uh, you know, she, she installed that in me. And I know that what she, the move she made in my life when I was a young one saved my life today. She introduced me to Jesus. He was always been with me. church I go to. I'm part of the worship team at Salvation Army. Um, we do stuff with uh, Frontier Fellowship, uh, Grace in the City. Uh, there's other churches I go to also. This place right here though, let me tell you about this church. If any of y'all haven't met me, I'm usually the guy in the back row with Dave screaming at the top of his lungs, crying his eyes out because the message here is just so strong. <laughs> One thing I, I've noticed about this place is they don't pass a collection plate. I've never once been asked for money from this place. I've been asked to worship, I've been asked to stand in the name of the Lord, uh, put your arms up and just love Jesus. And uh, that collection box back there, I can promise you I've put more money in that than I've ever put in any, any church. 
And uh, usually what I do is uh, I have Serenity over here, my little three-year-old beautiful niece. I have her put it in so she can write it off on her taxes later on. <laughs> you know, um, but my sister, my sister Lisa over here, she, uh, when I got into treatment, she struggled with drugs and alcohol as well, and uh, a miracle happened in her life too. Uh, God woke her up one day, and he said, you're done. God took that, took that evil away from her, and she said, I want to start going to church then. She said she was looking for somewhere. I was like, oh, you're, you're coming to my church. Grandma was here to grace. And, like, so we gave her the chili cook-off. And uh, we get back in the car, and she looks at her husband, and she says, oh, I go here now. <laughs> and I just, I just want to thank all of you, Spirit of Grace. I, I've never been so welcome in a place. And... Uh, I, I thank you, Dave Johnson. I, I I owe you my life, brother. You've, you've been such a vital part of my recovery. And I am going back. I love you all. Anything I do here, it's not boring. I do a lot of tedious tasks. 
case in point, getting on a ladder and then looking around and putting flowers. Usually I, I wouldn't do that for anywhere else, but here I know that there's just something about it. But I am very privileged to call you guys my family, and there's just something about this church, the fact that you guys are so into worship, and everyone is so welcoming, and you guys are just now my brothers and sisters. So thank you guys for being part of the church, and I love this church. Thank you. 
of people. The church family is just amazing here. Um, very uh, welcoming and, and you just have that. That's where I felt it here. Um, and I haven't stopped coming here. And never will. I never will. I always say that to and I will be here until I'm gone. And it came just, I'm here. Um, I will always be here. I love this church. And, um, and I love it because believers and pastor supports me, my family, our church family. Uh, the music, um, I love the music and the church's voice. Yes, yes, there's nothing like it. And, and the teaching and preaching, and I just, just the preaching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just the the love and caring and and what we do here for each other, and I, I feel like. I've known everybody for years and years here, and uh, I just love Spirit of Grace. I will always be here. Hi, my name is Chelsea, and I've attended Spirit of Grace for um, two years now. Um, I had attended previously when I was a teenager, and I was part of our worship team at the time. Um, really, why I came back to Spirit of Grace a couple years ago is I had been searching for Tim was on it. I'm busy. <laughs> and 
so therefore he was giving us truth and so that's why we uh that's what first brought us here anyway um and that's why we continue to come here because the word is here god is here the spirit is here we can understand it our kids understand it yeah our kids definitely uh, love it and you can tell that it's he's the pastor is preaching the word and it's not
uh, Adult Rehabilitation Center. Many of them have been baptized here. Um, if they have come once, they want to keep coming back. Uh, one of the guys is now in the Praise and Worship Band, uh, which is really um, an incredible ministry in and of itself because uh, Pastor Trish has the voice of an angel and she has all the support of uh, the rest of the team there. And um, the word says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And that's what we do here. We, we praise God. We, we come to worship. And she brings us into that Holy of Holies. And it's just, uh, it's touching. And, uh, you know, we have uh, two very special drummers. And then uh, uh, one of our guys is a... Uh, plays the guitar and that combination, you know, between um, Paul and Owen on the drums and, and Brian on the um, guitar, it just isn't enough, you know, to carry the day where you want to worship. And um, so I'm just, I'm just glad to be a part of, of this church. I, I love it here. And why do I love it so much? It's like, um, I feel like I'm accepted for who I am. I don't have to put on any kind of a front. Um, people reach out to you. Um, it's really wonderful worship. Pastor Tim uh, brings a word every Sunday that just touches my heart. And um, just when I think it can't get better, he brings it the next Sunday. And um, I just feel loved here. I guess that's the bottom line. And anyone I bring here feels loved. Uh, recently we had a, a baptism and 25 people were baptized here. And uh, one of my, my friends that I'm in a business with, um, name is Peter. He brought his uh, his wife and his, his son, who's 19 years old and has Down syndrome. And both Peter and PJ were baptized. And it was exhilarating. And uh, you know what? I mean, when he was in church sitting right in front of me, it was almost like overload for him. There was so much. He was rocking to the music, going back and forth. And he was like overstimulated to the point where his mom and dad brought him out of the church and had to kind of calm him down. They didn't know was this going to really even work uh, for him to be baptized. They thought he was just on uh, the point of having a seizure. But he did it and he went in there and uh, got baptized and came out of the water and was like, what the heck just happened? And he loved it. And uh, he was high-fiving people when he came out of the water. I mean, it was so beautiful. And so uh, there is something here. I think this is where God is going to really break out. I think that, um, you know, not only is he restoring people, the ministries that we have here are just incredible. Uh, chain breakers. Uh, and it's for anybody who is dealing with something, you know, in your life that you don't really like. There's something that's going on. It's like you feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's just you're not at ease at all. Well, this is a place where you can come and talk about it be accepted. 
and have other people can understand, who can understand what you're going through and appreciate that and encourage you. And who doesn't want to be encouraged? I mean, we all need that. So, um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, that, um, that God is doing something very special here. And the more people that come are finding out that really to be the case, and they want to come back. And so, if you're hearing this message, and you're looking for a church, I would like to invite you to come to Spirit of Grace Church in Columbus because um, you will um, be welcomed here. You will feel like you're part of something, not like you have to try to fit in, you will fit in for who you are. And um, you're gonna just experience God. I tell people, this is like going to have a meeting with God. And uh, it truly is like that. And so uh, I love my, my church family here. And uh, we're just like together. We support one another. And um, just the love. The church actually even supports my ministry through their acts uh, offering that they have. Um, so they know what I do. They support what I do. Uh, they encourage me in what I do. And um, they just want, you know, to open this up to more and more people. And soon we'll have our children's ministry operating. And so people can bring their kids. You know, that's the other thing. Our kids sometimes just jump right into worship. They start, you know, dancing around the church, you know. I mean, it's just, I was just like so happy on Sunday to see these kids just jump out there and start doing this like train, you know, thing around the the, uh, the church, you know, and everybody clapping to it. I mean, it's, it's just a joy. And nobody tells the kids to do that. That worship just draws them in. They can't contain themselves. They actually have to release it, and they do. And if you come here, it, it might be strange for you because this is not like church as usual. This There's a lot going on here. And people have a freedom to worship here. And if you don't have a freedom to worship, that's like being in a third world country. That's not cool. That's why what I found here has kept me here. And uh, I hope that you come. I hope that you taste and see that the Lord is good. And I have this, this one scripture that I've been thinking about. It says, and I'm just thinking back to... Um, you know, when I first came here, walking over these planks to get in, and actually came through the door that you weren't supposed to get in uh, the first time, because it was all under construction. But the, the scripture I was thinking about was uh, Haggai 2.9, and it says, The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will bring peace, says the Lord Almighty. And that's it. The peace of the Lord is here. Come and get some. God bless you. Praise God. That's our next t-shirt. I love SGC. Come and get some. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you to those that shared their testimony. And uh, 
We are a family. <clears throat> we are a family. And uh, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to share the word of the Lord. I'm actually going to sit down and uh, share the word of the Lord with you just for a moment. And then I've got one more video to share with you. And then we're going to close out this service. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 16. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 16. Let's do it this way here now. Of the people that influenced my life that were outside of the church. 
But on the inside of the church, it's countless. It's countless. And, and it's not always, I guess this is what I wanted to share with you tonight, today. And it was in my devotion. But it's not always the upfront person that sends the greatest message. It's not always the preacher. It's not always the singer. It's, it's not always somebody that you would recognize. It's, the, it's what the Bible calls the saint. Romans said we're all called to be saints. And, and the saints are the foundation of the church. I can be the best preacher in all of the world, and if nobody's here to listen, it doesn't mean much. But I was looking back over my life. There's been preachers in my life from the very young age. Robert Saban was my pastor. He was my preacher. My father preached, obviously. But then there were the others that would come and visit people like Stan Gleason and Jim Larson. And uh, those of you that are watching online, you'll maybe recognize some of these names as well <clears throat> that ministered to me as a young man. Uh, one gentleman that stuck out to me is a man by the name of Michael Bachmeyer. And, and some of you may not know him, but he was my youth president when I was a teenager and uh, invested in me and uh, became what I am today largely because of those men. But I also remember my Sunday school teachers there's going to come a day in my boy's life when they're going to be remember people like Linda Rashke who spent hours and hours in preparation and explaining the word of God. Kim Welsh and others who have served on our Sunday school staff throughout the years that you may not get the feedback right now, but 40 years later, when I'm 50 years old, I'm remembering back to Lil Feldick little lady that was a fireball chased us around tables as five-year-olds in Sunday school. I think of my Uncle Dan and Aunt Bonnie who were my third or fourth grade teachers. I remember Tim Olson who pastors in South Dakota now but he was my Sunday school teacher. We had a room down in the basement of the church in one of the classrooms. They had built a tree fort and so everybody raced to Sunday school to go to the tree fort class where Tim Olson was my teacher. But then it goes beyond that because then I go and I get to Dover, Delaware and we've got Pastors Trout, Wayne and Janet Trout, Dave Norris and others that are there that speak into my life and, and then in Kansas City, all Jonathan Super today and, and Phil Brassfield today and things of that nature, Paul Cook that have spoken into my life. But as I started thinking of all of those, there were names that came up that were just saints. You probably wouldn't even recognize their name. Bob and Wilma Jones in Kansas City, elderly couple, I was honored to speak at his funeral. I was his small group leader, and they were so wonderful to just welcome this. You gotta remember, we were young then, 24-year-old couple that was on staff, they welcomed us into their home and let me minister. People like Don and Patsy Smalley, my in-laws, at the time they weren't, but to sit and watch them. Just looking across, 
Uh, some of you are, that are here that grew up in the church, I grew up in Bob Thorne and Lester Warren, the holy hitmen. They, they patrolled the hallways and kept us kids in order. But you want to know what I know? Remember, most of those two men is they were there every week to serve in their position. I never heard one of them give a testimony. I never heard one of them teach a Sunday school lesson. I never heard one of them preach a message. But they were there every week and they spoke volumes into my spirit. You see, I realize now at the age of almost 51, I realize now the people that have impacted my life. The reason why this church is so important isn't just because of the singing and the preaching and the Sundays. It's about you, the people. It's about the church. It's about the saint of God who, whether you realize it or not, somebody is watching you. Whether you realize it or not, they're watching when you raise your hands in the presence of God. I remember people, and I've used their names before, but people like Victoria Booker, and who, who really physically couldn't hardly move without extreme pain, but yet when she was in the house of the Lord or when she was in a hospital room and we were visiting, there was a smile that was on her face about the presence of God. That speaks volumes to me today. I'm thankful for the church of a living God. And upon this rock, this rock wasn't just Simon Peter, that's, that's partly, but the rock of who Jesus is, the revelation of who the mighty God in Christ is. I can look at my Lord and Savior. He's the foundation of this church. He's the foundation of this church. Why wouldn't we be so honored to be a part of the thing where he's the foundation? Why wouldn't we want to gather together and serve and worship the one who's built it all? Why wouldn't we want to feel his presence every week, every day even? Why wouldn't we want to call on him in the midnight hour? Why wouldn't we want to be embraced by him, my friend? Today, that's what the church is all about, is to introduce you to the foundation of who all this is. It's the name of Jesus. It's the person of God in this place, in this hour, in this time. My friend, I want to introduce you. I told you several times over the last couple of years that God shifted my thinking and even chastised me. And, and, and he ch does that to those he loves, so I'm thankful for his chastisement. But he told me, he says, stop trying to figure out how to get to heaven. And stop trying to figure out how to tell people to get to heaven. Just get to me. Find Jesus. woman with the issue of the blood just had to get a hold of the hem of his garment and it released glory into her life. Yeah. I asked God, I said, well, what about heaven? He said, read, your, read the word. He said, the only person that ever asked me how to get to heaven refused to go because I told him he had to give up everything that he had and sell to the poor. Sell it and give it to the poor. Is that what you really want? Or do you want to say, he that's burdened, come unto me, and I will give him rest. You see, 
God is leading us in Grace College I've been teaching in John and I have come to recognize once again that my eternal life does not start when the trumpet sounds my eternal life began when I was born anew from him and became a born again believer my eternal, I'm living my eternal life right now. And dare I say, if I can't live with you in the presence of God, how am I going to make it there with you in the presence of God? But because you are such a welcoming people that are hungry and thirsty for the things of God, it's very easy to come in and gather in together and all of a sudden to feel a heartbeat of the Lord. I can't wait till we stand around the throne of glory because I've already practiced down here. We've already worshiped together here. It's just going to be that much greater over there because the church is the church. There's nothing like the church. There's nothing like it. There's no place I'd rather be than in the church of the living God. Can I just tell you I've been blessed beyond measure and I don't take it lightly, but I probably spent half of my life in a church service. I would say I've been probably, if you did all of the math with all of the services that I've been in, we'd probably get close to 25 years. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't trade it for anything because the church is the embrace of the Savior. And when the greeter greets me, it's not the greeter greeting me, but it's his presence greeting me. When it's the saints that are praying over me, it's not just the saints that are praying over me, but God is using the saints to pray. When my kids are in trouble, who do I turn to? I turn to the church. When I don't know which way to go, when I don't know which way is up and which way is down, where do I try to find myself? In the seat of the church. Why? Because it's at the church where the keys to the kingdom are found. I'm in love with this church. My heart beats for this church. Spirit of Grace Church, you are a great church. Not only that, but because of your imperfections, you are a perfect church. It's our imperfections that make us perfect. Because the Bible says, when I am weak, Why has God been moving in this church? I'll tell you why God has been moving in this church. Because a whole bunch of us aren't afraid to show our weakness. 
if you're waiting to get everything together and get your act together before you show up, you're never going to show up. But when you recognize it doesn't matter what I've been through this week, it doesn't matter how I've acted, it doesn't matter how bad it's been, just get me to the church. I close with this today. Where would you rather be when the storms start blowing? Would you rather be on soft ground or would you rather be on the rock? Because I believe this. I believe that those that are on the rock, heavens or hell shall not prevail against it. My friend, we have entered and are going to continue to enter in a time when the winds of our enemy are blowing strong, where the waves of hell are fighting against the church. People are recognizing it even in the political realm. They're recognizing it in the spiritual realm. They're recognizing it in the church realm. We are going to be facing the things that we've never dreamed of, we've only read of. So where are your feet planted? Are they planted on the rock? For the church is built on the rock of ages. Can I tell you that the stone that was on the outside of the tomb was just a pebble to the rock of ages on the inside of it? Jesus is a rock. There's an old song that says, I put my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. There's some other ones. It's an old southern song that they used to sing out at camp. Some of the ladies... I throw my head in the air, I put my foot on the rock, look my devil in the face, I'm staying where I'm staying. One of the things I appreciated very much in these videos today was when Jason said, I'm not going anywhere. He's younger than I am, so I'll get to hopefully be able to see him in his water. <laughs> Here's the promise that I can make to you as the pastor. <clears throat> Until the trumpet sounds, there's going to be a church. Yeah. It may not look the same. And we may look totally different 10 years from now depending on the political winds, depending on the worldly uh, aspirations, but there will always be a church until the church is called home in some way, shape, or form. 
It's already been through the floods. It's been through fires. It's been trying to shut down, but the church is still the church. And so I'm going to close my message by showing this video. This is a video that was put together by a bunch of different musical artists. Some you might recognize, some you won't. And uh, I want you to catch the message of this song today.
church and is still alive. Lonely missionary, so that seat with confidence. The church is still alive. Old saint, you're not alone and forgotten. The church is still alive. It's alive, my broken hearted. It's still alive. Busy mothers, just keep trusting in Jesus. The church is alive. To my dear young student, you're not alone out there serving God. The church is very much still alive. Faithful fathers, rest in the Lord. God's church is still alive. Cynical skeptic, you have not killed God with your noisy unbelief. He's still alive. Where we can't control it, where we can't try to manipulate it, 
but all we can do is flow in it. I'm asking you, Lord, for peace that passes understanding. For when we start flowing in the things of God, there may be a season of uncomfortableness. I'm asking you, God, just to let peace settle in. God, you're getting ready to explode in this place. Lord, you're getting ready. You're already started it. The fuse has already been lit, God. We're just waiting for the outpouring. You've already started filling people with your spirit again, God. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to move. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to lead. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to guide us and you'd help us to use wisdom. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. There is nobody that's unwelcome in the presence of God. If we can get to his presence, he welcomes us with open arms. And because of that, we do as well. Amen.